calling all Enneagram type nines. They call us the peacemakers, the mediators, the harmonizers, and even the comfort-seeking, self-forgetting, conflict-avoiding, anger-repressing, agreeable, procrastinating, indecisive, passive-aggressive, yet undeniably likable, sweethearts of the Enneagram who just want everyone to get along. Sound like you? Welcome to Meek Not Weak, a podcast for type nines who are ready to take up space in this world, to know that they matter, to fully engage in life as the brave captain of their own ship. And bonus points if we can do this without sacrificing our naps, sweatpants, snacks, and alone time. If all this sounds good to you, you're in the right place and you're not alone. I'm Kimberly Eclipse. I'm so glad you're here. Let's do this. Hey, what's up, Type 9s? Welcome to another episode of Meek Not Weak. Uh, My voice may sound a little scratchy, and it's because I just woke up. I literally just rolled out of bed, haven't even brushed my teeth yet. I'm not even wearing pants. So there you go. This is the beauty of being a podcaster as opposed to a YouTuber. I love it. All right. So things are going to be a little heavy today because in today's mini episode, I'm touching on the kinds of life regrets we have as Enneagram Nines and what we can do about them. In the very popular book, The Top Five Regrets of the Dying by Bronnie Ware, a hospice nurse, she shares the most commonly expressed regrets of people who were literally on their deathbed and doing, you know, a a life review and sharing with her all the ways that they felt their lives fell short of what they could have been. So for those of you unfamiliar with this book, the top five regrets were number one, I wish I'd had the courage to live a life true to myself, not the life others expected of me. Number two, um, I wish I hadn't worked so hard. Number three, I wish I'd had the courage to express my feelings. Number four, I wish I'd had stayed in touch with my friends. And number five, I wish that I had let myself be happier. For most people, it's this idea that our lives could have been so much more fulfilling and honest and rewarding because of our own authenticity and courage. And that is the reason, or those are the things that we think about when our lives are over and complete. But when I look at this list of five regrets, I can't help but wonder if certain Enneagram numbers might identify with one of these common regrets over the others. Like, for example, would ambitious workaholic type threes on their deathbed be more likely to identify with regret number two, which was, I wish I hadn't worked so hard? Or would melancholic type fours identify identify with number five, which is, I wish that I had let myself be happier. Would reclusive type fives identify with um, number four? I wish I had stayed in touch with my friends. So I'm going obviously on Enneagram stereotypes here. 
Um, and I'm sure that there's no rock solid pattern or no rock solid conclusion. There probably are some patterns, but maybe not a rock solid, you know, all encompassing assumption about what a type would identify with. But I wondered which one of these regrets resonate most with type nines. So I did a quick little poll on Facebook just a few hours ago, and the opinions rolled in. Most nines said that they can really identify with, um, I wish I'd had the courage to live a life true to myself, not the life others expected of me. The other one, the other regret that people identified with strongly was, I wish I'd had the courage to express my feelings. So these, I'd say, were the top two um, regrets that most people were identifying with. There were a couple in there who said, I wish I had stayed in touch with my friends, and a few who also uh, identified with, I wish that I had let myself be happier. But for as for me, um, you know, I've had a lot of little regrets in life. So regrets with a lowercase r, I'll say, um, because while I feel like I could have made different choices around these reg- lowercase r regrets, you know, choices that would have led to better results or less suffering, in the end, I wouldn't necessarily go back in time and do those things differently. Um, they were kind of like regrettable choices that in the end, led me to learning important life lessons the hard way, um, or regrets that led me to gaining valuable or developing valuable skills that I wouldn't have learned any other way, possibly. But I would say my biggest actual regret, um, this is the capital R, uppercase R regret for me, is number three, I wish I'd had the courage to express my feelings. I think if I had had the courage to express my feelings, my life may have been on the outside much more aligned with who I am and what I value on the inside. So I think instead of keeping things in, minimizing problems, numbing, disassociating, floating off into a hot air balloon in my mind, (laughs) I do that a lot, merging with other people's feelings, I think I could have just been more aware of my feelings, honest with myself, honest with other people, expressive, and fully engaged with life instead of being, you know, like go with the flow piece of seaweed. I could have let myself be affected by things happening around me. And if I had done this, I think some of the hardships in my life that I grapple with today would possibly be causing less suffering and anxiety than they currently do for me. And one specific area of life where this really rears its ugly head is in my marriage. I'm going to be straight up, people. (laughs) My relationship with my husband is where my nineness, the hard parts of my nineness, like really get me into the most trouble and create the most internal distress for me. And maybe it's because I'm a sexual nine who struggles with merging, but man, man, does my marriage hold up a mirror to all my stuff. 
like all my fears, all my undercover type nine anger and volcanic rage, which I don't normally feel like I, I have, but in this particular area of life, that's where I see it. Um, and it's just the, the anger that sits in my body that I refuse to let out. It's, it's just all very painful. Um, so if you're actually trying to think about what regret you have or what the biggest one would be, I would say you might want to look at what area of life your nineness, um, your sloth, you know, like internal, emotional, or spiritual sloth, where that tends to show up in your life the most, causing the most trouble. But anyway, so why am I bringing this all up? It's because I want to encourage you to do a little inventory of your life and think about the regrets you have, whether they're lowercase r regrets, or if they're more serious, capital uppercase r regrets um, that you still have time to address and work through and heal. So that's why I'm encouraging you to think about future you, fast forward, what are those regrets? Because there is still time to work through and heal some of that now. I know it's easier said than done, right? But maybe it's not. Maybe we can think of something very small, like a micro action that could be done today regarding the regret that you have. Maybe it's something like journaling about something and being honest, something little like that. Or maybe it's something that would be a gradual change, but you can take little steps to work towards like making a career change. Here's another one. This is, this is something for me, trying to be more invested and involved in my adult friendships. And sometimes for me, that just looks like sending a text to my old college roommates, just saying, hey guys, what's up? So whatever it is, are you willing to take a small micro step today? I think if I had to boil down um, my regrets to a single practical thing that I could have done differently, and honestly, I still have time to do this, it would be to be in ongoing therapy. I've been in and out of therapy at different times of my life, usually just for a few weeks or months at a time for different reasons. Um, and I've enjoyed therapy so much because I find it so helpful, really empowering, and I see um, actual results day to day from being in therapy like immediately. I, I see changes in me immediately, even if it's just a heightened awareness of something internally. And then that like manifests as me speaking a little differently or speaking up. I see the results of therapy immediately. And I love that. But I wish I had stayed in therapy longer than I I have in the past. Um, stayed in therapy until I felt like there was some real resolution and relief 
to certain issues. And usually I'd stop, um, you know, after a few weeks or months due to not being able to afford it. Or last time I stopped because COVID started and I just never picked it back up again. But I wonder how might my life, my marriage, my relationship with myself, which is the biggest thing I think, be different if I had stayed in therapy and really learned how to feel my feelings, be awake to them, accept them as part of me, and express them. I am slowly, very, very slowly, getting better at expressing the full range of my emotions, specifically with my husband. And I've made a commitment to myself that I'm going to continue saying the things I don't want to say out loud when I can. Not all the time, but sometimes, sometimes I can be better than I have been in the past. Um, and my ability to speak up and be honest a little more often, it's admittedly made things really hard and, and ugly. I, I'm not even going to lie, but I'll tell you what, I like this version of me. Um, it's hard though. I'll, I'll be honest because it means that I'm not always going to be that sweetheart nine who is fine with anything. And because of that, the real me is going to really rub up against the world and affect other people. And it's going to be very scary and uncomfortable. It has been in the past whenever I would speak up. Um, sometimes conversations carried on um, and they weren't as bad as I feared they would be. Um, but other times, yeah, it was it was rough. Sweaty palms, sweaty armpits all the way. But in the end, it's always worth it. And I know moving forward, it's always going to be worth it. So for all those out there who are aware of your regrets or aware of the regrets you might have in the future if you don't make the changes now. I wish you all the courage in the world because that's what'll count the most, I think. A few seconds of courage. A few seconds of courage to tell the people around you, this is how I feel, this is what I want, this is what I desire, and that over there, I don't want that. <laughs> a definite no to that. And a few seconds of courage to even recognize these feelings, desires, and opinions in yourself. Because that in itself, the recognition that you're capable of feeling these things or wanting these things, that is a hurdle for type nines. So forget the expressing it. It's like just the self-awareness. I wish you a few seconds of courage to experience how the world responds to you after you express yourself. I wish you a few seconds of courage to stand there when the world responds. Stand there with the wave coming toward you in the water, rising higher and higher, making you nervous. And then 
letting that wave crash up against you. Letting yourself feel the force of that water. Surviving that momentary discomfort. And afterward, having that glorious realization that you have survived. I survived that wave. I survived that mother effing wave. (laughs) Again and again, courageous surviving. That's what I wish for you. As always, nines, your needs, desires, feelings, big dreams, and little preferences matter because they matter to you and you matter. Peace out, peacemakers. Hey, Type 9, I hope you enjoyed that episode. Did you know that when I'm not recording for this podcast, I'm a trained counselor turned astrologer and intuitive card reader who specifically supports Type 9s? I hold up a mirror to your true essence, to your needs and desires, to the true you beneath your Type 9 exterior, and to the themes of your unique hero's journey. Whether you've got a question around your career, relationships, or life purpose, or if you're at a crossroads and you're not sure how to move forward, there's a message you're meant to hear right now in this specific season of your life. It comes from the divine within you, and I can help you access that guidance. Check out KimberlyEclipse.com for more information on how to book a reading, or find me on Instagram. I'm at Kimberly.Eclipse. See you there.